We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And we're back like we never left. Oregon fans, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast. In case you're new here, I'm your host, Max Torres, and welcome to your Oregon Recruiting Hour. It is Tuesday, December 13th, 2022. We are just eight days away from the start of the early signing period, and it is a busy, busy time in the recruiting world for all things Ducks. So in today's episode of the Ducks Dish Podcast, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of a rundown of what you can expect. We're going to talk a little bit about Oregon's new commitments from the transfer portal and Treshawn Holden and Justin Jacobs. Going to talk a little bit about Dante Moore, Oregon's five-star quarterback commit who took a official an official visit to UCLA over the weekend. Um, and that is definitely an interesting recruitment to monitor as we approach the early signing period. Going to talk a little bit about some more transfer portal actions, some departures from Oregon. Uh, Maliki Matavao become the latest duck to hit the portal and the ducks also hosted some big time transfer portal targets over the weekend and into this week and then a new name to track in the transfer portal uh, as more names from other schools hit the portal and obviously Oregon is looking to capitalize and use the portal to retool their roster for the 2023 season kind of a weird time right now in the football calendar right because we're kind of in the offseason but with all the portaling stuff and, you know, NFL draft talk. Um, but there's still one game left to be played. And that is uh, Oregon against UNC in the holiday bowl on December 28th. Um, but I'm here for all the recruiting coverage and all the recruiting talk. So uh, I'm here for it. Um, before we get into the episode, do me a favor. If you're not already subscribed to that channel, we just hit 2000 subscribers, which is uh, an accomplishment I am incredibly proud of. And I could not have done it without the support from, you all uh, out there on YouTube. Uh, we're also live on Twitter at mtaurus sports is where you can find me on Twitter. And then we're live on YouTube at Oregon football, Max Taurus. So uh, got a jam packed show for you guys today. We're going to go ahead and get into it. So let's talk about Treshawn Holden, one of Oregon's newest commitments out of the transfer portal. What's the story with Treshawn Holden? Well, Treshawn Holden originally committed to Alabama as a member of the 2020 recruiting class out of Narbonne High School in Harbor City, California. That's out in my neck of the woods in Southern California. However, he is originally from Kissimmee, Florida. 
Uh, spent three years at Alabama, 2020, 2021, and 2022. And um, this season was probably his strongest season to date uh, at Alabama in the, the three seasons that he was there. Didn't play in 2020, uh, but came away with 25 catches for 331 receiving yards and six touchdowns this past year as a redshirt sophomore. Averaged 13.2 yards per catch. So I think that that's definitely a, a healthy range in terms of his ability as a big play wide receiver and someone that also has that uh, that ability to take the top off of the defense and function as you know intermediate to deep threat in the passing game. Um, what else is, is there to, to talk about with Treshawn Holden? 6'3", 214 pounds. So I think he checks a big box that, that Oregon definitely needed to get out of the transfer portal when we're looking towards next season. Uh, because we have seen some movement at the wide receiver spot for Oregon just since the end of the, the regular season, right? Uh, you saw Seven McGee enter the transfer portal or announced that he was going to enter the transfer portal before the season ended. And then shortly after the season ended, Dante Thornton was probably that first big name, uh, former four-star wide receiver in the 2021 class out of Baltimore to enter the transfer portal. Uh, and then you also have Chase Coda, right? Chase Coda entered, uh, not didn't enter the transfer portal. Chase Coda, excuse me, let me slow down. Chase Coda ran out of college eligibility, but the Ducks were able to get one very productive season out of him. Uh, did get banged up towards the end of the year against Cal, but was able to come back and played a really strong game against Oregon State um, as you know a native Oregonian. I'm sure that was very important for him. Had a crazy touchdown catch in that game. But all of that to say that wide receiver was slash still kind of is a need for Oregon in the 2023 class, right? A lot of these guys coming in from the portal now, they're going to be part of that 2023 recruiting class, provided that they can uh, play uh, immediately for Oregon. So you lose some size and some speed with uh, the losses of Chase Coda and Dante Thornton. I think Chase Coda was probably a bigger loss just in terms of the production right, that you saw in the 2022 season. But Dante Thornton was a very, very big-time recruit in his own right. Uh, All-American, like I mentioned, I uh, believe he took a recent visit to Auburn. Saw some pictures with former Oregon quarterback Robbie Ashford, who, as we all know, transferred out to Auburn after the 2021 season. So I really like this ability, this uh, pickup, rather, from Trey, uh, from the Ducks in the transfer portal um, with Sean Holden. Uh, I think, like I said, he has, you know, good size that you want in a wide receiver, which lends itself to a big catch radius. Uh, and then you also have that big playability. I think he's he's definitely a playmaker, has the ability to make guys miss. You know, he's shifty, crafty in, in that regard. And uh, he's also able to he's also able to make some contested um, some contested catches in traffic, which I think is is what you need, right? You want to have quarterbacks that are able to put the ball in a spot where the wide receiver can go get it. And I think that that uh, Treshawn Holden is absolutely a guy that that helps Oregon elevate its passing game and elevate its overall offense. Um, because another note, it kind of felt like the writing was on the wall a little bit here with Treshawn Holden. The portal opened on December 5th, right? That was the big date that everyone kind of had circled. Treshawn Holden entered the portal, and then he immediately got out to Eugene for a visit. He was on campus for a visit over the weekend, and what really made sense with this addition for the Ducks and for Holden is that there was a mutual interest dating back to his initial recruitment coming out of high school. I talked to Holden when he was coming out of high school, and I really thought Oregon was in an awesome spot, and then he ended up popping to Bama, um, and then he did his thing there. And you're not just getting a bench warmer from Alabama. This is a guy who caught six touchdown passes, caught 25 passes 
on the year. So you're getting some of that proven production. And really, I think you're seeing one of the biggest benefits for college programs. We're a program podcast, as you know. But, you know, maybe in the past, with before the transfer portal, Oregon would have to rely on developing guys on their roster and bringing in guys from the high school level. But that's not the case anymore. You're able to, you know, your junior Adams, your Dan Lenny and his coaching staff, and you say, hey, you know, Treshawn Holden's uh, in the portal there. Uh, I think he liked Oregon quite a bit coming out of high school. Um, and then they called him up, got him on campus. And then the next thing you know, he uh, announces his commitment to Oregon. So I think you're, you're getting someone who obviously has a very strong background playing at Alabama and coming out of Southern California where they play some pretty big time football. Um, I definitely don't want to show too much bias, but I definitely feel like I have some bias for Southern California now that I live out here and uh, cover high school football here. Um, but Treshawn Holden, big, big addition, because I think the last thing I wanted to say there, just talking about the wide receiver picture for next year, you have Troy Franklin. He's your stud. He's your go-to guy. But then you have Chris Hudson as well, and those guys are both coming off of their best seasons as Ducks. But after that, things get a little bit murky because you don't have Seven McGee. You don't have – not that he played a whole lot. You don't have Dante Thornton. You don't have Chase Cota. Um, and then you might even see more movement – um, you know, in, in the offseason. And we have to see what happens in the transfer portal um, with, with some other guys. You, know, you have Isaiah Brevard, who's been on the roster for a while, 2021 signee out of Mississippi, but hasn't really played a whole lot. Uh, you have Isaiah Crocker. He's a guy who's been on the roster for quite a bit. Uh, Josh Delgado, that's another guy on the roster. Kyler Casper is another wide receiver. So you have some names there, but the biggest point I'm getting at is you don't have proven production at the college level. You go out to the SEC, you go to uh, Alabama, and you get a guy like Treshawn Holden immediately elevates the floor of your wide receiver room. Love this addition for the Ducks. Definitely view him as a plug-and-play type of guy. Um, but Oregon's also gone to the transfer portal, and you know, for, for wide receivers recently, uh, you had Caleb Chapman come in from Texas A&M, and, and he never really carved out too much of a role um, this season uh, at Oregon. So it's not a guarantee. But I think that with Holden, uh, I mean, Chapman also battled injuries, so that's a little bit of a different story. But with Holden, you're getting a proven playmaker, someone who can come in, and, and I think that can play for you right away, and, and that is absolutely big time. Um, so big addition for Oregon. Treshawn Holden is uh, the, the first commitment for the Ducks out of the transfer portal. Um, and we're also going to be talking about – actually, I think he might have been the second. I, I might have gotten my, my – time uh my timeline a little bit messed up but we're going to talk about um another person that committed to the ducks out of the transfer portal so let me go ahead and just get my tabs ready there the other transfer portal addition for the ducks over the weekend i believe this was the first one but someone can go back and fact check it for me ducks Land a commitment from former Iowa linebacker Justin Jacobs. This is a big addition for Dan Lanning and Tosh Lapoy's defense going into 2023. Jacobs, 6'4", just about 240 pounds, a junior out of Englewood, Ohio. And this is a big addition because, let's be honest, if you're going to Iowa, you probably don't want to be getting guys, uh, if you're looking at Iowa for portal additions, you don't want guys on the offensive side of the ball because Iowa's offense was just putrid this year. But that said, their defense is pretty solid and especially at the linebacker position. And I think that Justin Jacobs 
is someone who maybe had a little bit of a tendency to fly under the radar when you're talking about Iowa linebackers. And why is that? Well, it's because you got a guy named Jack Campbell on that on that roster who also plays linebacker, and he was a first-team AP All-American, absolute stud. So when people are talking about linebackers at Iowa, I think that, understandably so, a lot of the attention is on Jack Campbell. But I'm taking an opportunity, you know, on my platform, on my show, we got to give some praise and some props to Justin Jacobs. A little bit of more of an unknown guy uh, because he did get banged up this year. Only played two games in the 2022 season before um, before suffering an injury. But before this season, uh, he was a Butkus Award watch list kind of guy. Um, you know, definitely in the conversation for one of the best linebackers in the country. And, um, and we got to talk a little bit about what makes him special. And I think really when I think about what makes him special, I, I also have to think about and, and, you know, loop it in with why I think this is such a need for Oregon and why I think that this is an awesome fit for Justin Jacobs in Eugene for the Ducks. And I think about how Oregon's defense just really struggled last year um, or in 2022, this season, you know, this is what I was talking about. I don't know whether to call it this season or last season because of where we're at, but Oregon's defense struggled this year. Where did they struggle the most? Defending the pass and getting after the pass rush or getting after the passer, getting after the quarterback. I'm seeing some comments here in the live chat. Shout out to all you guys that are commenting in the live chat. Let me know where you're tuning in from and let me know what you're thinking about Oregon in the transfer portal on the recruiting trail. I want to hear your guys' thoughts. But Justin Jacobs, he helps elevate an Oregon defense that struggled to defend the pass. What is what he hangs his hat on? Coverage, 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 coverage. And he's not a light guy. He's 6'4", 240 pounds, and he can cover tight ends. He can cover wide receivers. He can cover some, some guys, you know, maybe coming out of the backfield, some running backs. If you flip on the tape, this is a guy that carries that weight and his overall frame really, really well. He's got fluid hips. He's someone that can really excel in coverage, definitely in that middle part of the field, which is where Oregon kind of struggled to defend the pass at times. I'm thinking about guys like Noah Sewell, who, you know, is definitely one of those bigger names on the Oregon defense. But what's been the, the knock on Noah Sewell since he got to Oregon? The guy can tackle. The guy can stop the run. He can get after the quarterback. But the knock on Noah Sewell has been that he hasn't quite been where the defense needs him to be. Neither have any of the linebackers when it comes to covering uh, and pass coverage. So this is a guy that I think fills a major need on that defense to help in pass coverage. And he's physical enough too to, you know, assert himself in the run game. So you're getting a guy who can help continue, you know, pick up where you left off defending the run. But he's also really physical when it comes to engaging in with his assignment, you know, getting stuffing that guy off the line of scrimmage and then staying on his back hip um, and, and you, know, you know, running the route with him. So I think that Justin Jacobs is a huge addition for Oregon. And the thing that's interesting, and I was tweeting about it earlier, I don't know if you guys saw it, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't heard more on the uh, you know NFL decision front with regard to guys like Noah Sewell, Brandon Dorless. And when we're talking about Justin Jacobs, I think it's specifically Noah Sewell that I'm interested in because I think that you know he definitely strikes you as an NFL guy, but the, the season was a, a little bit underwhelming. I don't think he necessarily dominated like a lot of people think he would do 
thought he would. Um, I think he's maybe a guy that that could benefit from another year coming back and playing college football in Eugene for the Ducks. Um, definitely one of the the better starters on that defense. Um, so I'm kind of surprised that we haven't had a decision there. Maybe it'll come after the bowl game. Um, you know, you're just you're getting clarity at different positions on your roster at, at different times. And Oregon's seen some movement at linebacker already, right? You had Justin Flo hit the transfer portal. You had Jackson Leduc hit the transfer portal, and he ended up uh, at Nevada reuniting with uh, Ken Wilson, former Oregon linebackers coach, and then going back to his home state of Nevada. You had Brandon Buckner enter the transfer portal, Jabril McNeil, uh, Terrell Tillman, former edge guy that moved to tight end. Um, there's a lot of guys specifically at linebacker that have um, that have hit the, the transfer portal. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what happens there, who comes back. You saw Jeff Bossa play a lot of football this year for Oregon at the uh, kind of inside linebacker position, but he's not necessarily built as a linebacker. You know, you'll remember he came to Oregon as a nickel, you know, as a safety. And then they, they asked him to move to linebacker when they were dinged up at that position last year. And he did a great job. Uh, but Justin Jacobs is absolutely a difference maker. Love this addition for Oregon. He was also on campus over the weekend. So I think that both Treshawn Holden and Justin Jacobs are a good example of how fast things can move in the era of the transfer portal. You know, guys are hitting the transfer portal, taking visits right away. And, um, you know, less than a week or just, you know, yeah, less than a week, you're, you're finding your next home. So I will say side Mark side tangent, I'm feeling a lot better than I did the last time I did, um, one of these live streams, I was coughing up a storm and I had to keep muting myself. So hopefully, um, hopefully I sound a little bit better. I think I'm getting over the hump, knock on wood. Um, but definitely wanted to get on here and, you know, talk some, talk some recruiting with you guys and, and see what's going on, um, in the world of, uh, in the world of Oregon recruiting. So I think that's pretty much all I really had on Justin Jacobs. Um, you know, a, a really, really solid addition for Oregon. I know that Oregon is super fired up about this addition out of the transfer portal and, um, they're not done. I think that they're still going after some big names. Another one I'm going to talk about later on in this show, in this episode. But let's talk about some of the uh, some of the transfer portal movement that we've seen uh, on uh, on Oregon's end, right? Let's talk about Maliki Matavau, uh, 2021 Oregon tight end signee out of Liberty High School in Henderson, Nevada, all American caliber guy, number five tight end in his class, I believe, according to the 247 Sports Composite. He announced on Monday that he would be entering the transfer portal. So as I do with um, with other uh, you know, news like this, I want to get the post up on the screen and put the athlete's words out there into the world. A little bit of small writing, but I'm going to do my best to read it. Here's Maliki Matavau's farewell note. He said, I would first like to thank my Heavenly Father for all the blessings he has given me. I would like to thank Coach Lanning, Coach Berenger, and all the Oregon coaches for giving me this opportunity to play the game I love. I will always be grateful for the lessons and skills I've learned here as a player, but also as a man. I want to give a special thanks to all the training staff, equipment staff, and academic advisors for helping me along my journey. Most importantly, I would like to thank my teammates. The bonds we made together won't be forgotten. After much prayer and careful thought and consideration with my family, I will be entering the transfer portal. I am excited to get back to work and keep chasing my dream. Much love, Duck Nation. So, yeah, this was, a, I think this was a little bit of a shocker, right? I think that, um, 
I think that Dante Thornton was kind of one of the bigger names that entered the portal from Oregon uh, this year. Um, and I think that I think with with Maliki, that's just it's a really crowded room and a really talented room that he's leaving at Oregon. But um, but he still played a decent amount of snaps. You know, he caught the game winning touchdown pass against Ohio State last year and he still got more involved this year. But you look at things now. You have Terrence Ferguson in that room as a really talented tight end. You know, he really came on strong this year, even though he had a pretty strong freshman season, but the tight ends were clearly more involved. You also have Patrick Herbert um, on on the roster as well. Um, I was even seeing on social media that Cam McCormick somehow has more eligibility. Uh, If he wants to come back for another year, I don't know if that's necessarily going to happen. But uh, that that's kind of a rumbling, you know, rumor, some chatter that I was seeing. Um, and there's also some guys in 23, right? You have Kenyon Sadiq out of Idaho, one of the top athletes in the country. He's committed to Oregon. He's supposed to come in and play some tight end for the Ducks. And then there's another guy that uh, I've been talking to you guys about for quite a while, but there is another guy on Oregon's radar in this 2023 recruiting class, but... He's committed elsewhere, and that is 2023 jumbo athlete slash tight end out of Inglewood, California, Jamari Johnson. He's currently committed to Louisville, and what do we know about Louisville? Louisville recently, um, Louisville recently uh, had a coaching change, right? You had Scott Satterfield uh, take the job at Cincinnati, I want to say it was. Um, Scott Satterfield goes to Cincinnati to become the the head coach there um, in a pretty big move. And then Jeff Brom, um, Jeff Brom comes over from Purdue to take over the Louisville class. So uh, I was seeing Greg Biggins reporting today that Pierce Clarkson's locked in with that commitment with the Cardinals, and he's going to be heading out there this weekend for a visit. Um, so that's obviously huge for the Cardinals to keep Clarkson, the St. John Bosco quarterback, locked in. The Louisville Cardinals did lose a commitment from number one running back in the country, Ruben Owens, who flipped to Texas A&M. He is out of the Lone Star State in El Campo. But I mentioned all of that to say maybe Oregon feels good about Jamari Johnson and their chances there. Uh, He actually is expected back on campus this weekend for a visit. I believe that's going to be his official visit. Um, But the latest that I was hearing is that Oregon is expected to get Jamari Johnson back on campus for another visit. So that is way uh, that is very, very significant. And I think that um, maybe that helps uh, Oregon kind of navigate losing uh, Maliki Matavao to the transfer portal. But he was a great player in his own right. And I definitely want to make sure I'm giving him his praise. He was very highly recruited by heavily recruited by UCLA and um, also Washington. So those are two schools to watch, primarily on the West Coast. I think that was really big. So that's a significant update for the Ducks out of the portal, but I think that he is definitely one of the bigger names to enter the transfer portal uh, since the end of the regular season. So what's the next one that we're going to talk about? The next player that we're going to be talking about is Dante Moore. I was seeing some comments in the live chat. So don't worry. I'm definitely going to make sure to talk about Dante Moore. Dante Moore, Oregon's five-star quarterback in the 2023 recruiting class. Uh, That's obviously the class headliner as 
quarterbacks so often serve as the face of a recruiting class. But what's the deal with Moore? The 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 big update with Dante Moore was that over the weekend he took an official visit out to UCLA to see Chip Kelly and the UCLA Bruins, which was definitely um, definitely a surprising um, surprising development because UCLA wasn't really involved in this recruitment even before even before Dante Moore made his commitment to Oregon. It was schools like Texas A&M, Michigan, Texas, uh, no, sorry, Texas A&M, Michigan, Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame was definitely viewed as the front runner in the recruitment for Dante Moore uh, at a certain point in, uh, in that recruitment. Um, so that's definitely, um, you know, a significant development. Uh, you know, when you, whenever you have a guy of Dante Moore's caliber taking a visit, it's going to draw attention, right? Especially when you're a five-star SIL American. Um, me, we have uh, him as the number one player in the country in the 2023 recruiting class. So, you know, Chip Kelly obviously has had a lot of success with Dorian Thompson Robinson since coming there. I think this year was definitely the best year for DTR and the Bruins, you know, got some big wins during their time together, uh, BLSU last year. Um, and they, they had some, they had a pretty strong season. So it kind of feels like, you know, UCLA, just to talk about the appeal there, there, you got Chip Kelly, who's known as an offensive genius. DTR is obviously going to be a part of that pitch. And then it looks like they're kind of getting things, you know, together. They're, they're starting to, Chip Kelly has found a little bit of a recipe for success out there in Westwood, but they don't have a really good recruiting class. They had Roderick Robinson, uh, who a lot of people view as the top player in California in the 23 class, a running back committed to UCLA, but he flipped his commitment to Georgia, won a state title over De La Salle over the weekend. But Oregon has a lot of really good pieces in place. And, um, you know, recently, uh, just last night, right, I was, I was reporting how Oregon's coaches were going out to Mississippi, Dan Lanning, Carlos Lachlan, new offensive coordinator Will Stein making the trip across the country to check in on Dante Dowdell. And then during that visit, they got to FaceTime. Uh, they got to FaceTime Dante Moore. Let me actually find that uh, that picture real quick so I can um, so I can throw it up here and uh, just show you guys what I'm talking about. Um, here we go. So, yeah, uh, I think uh, Dowdell's uh, stepdad uh, posted this picture. Uh, Dante Dowdell also got the chance to talk to Dante Moore on FaceTime. It was a good night with Lanning, Stein, and Lachlan. So I'm sure, I don't know. I mean, you know, FaceTiming with uh, another member of the class that definitely looks good on the surface. I'm sure that this was an opportunity for Lanning to talk to Dowdell and, and say, um, you know, hey, this is, this is your running back. You know, this is just another one of the weapons that you have uh, in that 2023 class. Um, so I thought that that was definitely an interesting development to follow, but, um, but what else do we have about, about Dante Moore? You know, there, there was, there was some chatter about a, uh, a possible visit to Ohio state. However, that was not confirmed that he would be visiting Ohio state. Um, you know, and, and I think when it comes to Dante Moore and Ohio state there, Dante, you know, Ohio State is a school that is still in the market for a 2023 quarterback, right? They, you'll remember that they lost Brock Glenn. 
he flipped his commitment from Ohio State to Florida State last year. Um, so there was some chatter that Dante Moore could visit Ohio State this weekend. Um, but, you know, um, since that chatter, there's actually been some reporting. I believe it was from Steve Wiltfong of 247. He was saying that uh, it looks like Moore could get out to Eugene this weekend, which would be absolutely massive for the Ducks as they get close to the early signing period. Um, and then there's also buzz that the Buckeyes are working uh, to flip four-star Washington quarterback commit Lincoln Kienholz, Kienholz from South Dakota. Um, I hope I'm saying that name right. Lincoln Kienholz uh, from South Dakota. He's the four-star Washington quarterback commit to Kalen DeBoer in the 2023 class. Um, but another good, uh, another good update for Oregon on the uh, Dante Moore front is that uh, Carlos Lachlan, after being in Mississippi, he was in the Motor City. Uh, it looks like um, it looks like Carlos Lachlan stopped at Martin Luther King High School in Detroit to, you know, presumably visit with Dante Moore again. Um, so just in the last month, I mean, the last two weeks even, I think we could probably say, but let's say within the last three weeks, Dan Lanning has been out to Detroit to see Dante Moore. Will Stein has been out to Detroit to see Dante Moore. And then now Carlos Lachlan has been out there to see Dante Moore. So Oregon is doing everything they can to hang on to this commitment uh, with, with Dante Moore. Like I've reported, you know, um, Kenny Dillingham's departure, I think definitely opened the, the door a little bit for other schools to at least circle back around on Dante Moore, right? Uh, schools that need quarterbacks still like Texas A&M. Um, that had obviously been previously involved, like Michigan, like Ohio State. So I think I'm I'm starting to feel better that that uh, Dante Moore is going to remain at Oregon, but that is not going to be uh, an easy recruitment to hold on to. You know, you got to keep working until that pen meets paper. But goes without saying that if Oregon is able to get Dante Moore on campus this weekend for the final big recruiting weekend ahead of early signing period, that would be absolutely massive. And then the last note that I wanted to add on Oregon's recruiting weekend um, coming up here, Oregon is in the Holiday Bowl. If they were in the Vegas Bowl, they would be playing their bowl game this weekend and they would not be able to be on campus for official visits. So that's definitely a huge blessing for the Ducks that they're playing in the Holiday Bowl and not the Las Vegas Bowl. Um, and then another thing we need to add, since we're talking about quarterbacks, we still don't know what's happening with Bo Nix. Uh, I think that that's definitely one of the biggest unknowns that is probably somewhat um, you know, involved in this recruitment with Dante Moore as Oregon just needs to get their quarterback situation figured out. You need some clarity in that room sooner than later. Um, you know, we still don't know necessarily what's going to happen with, with Ty Thompson. He's been here for two years now under two different coaching staffs. Um, so we'll have to see what, what Ty Thompson does. Um, I think that one's an interesting one to follow because maybe he's not going to come out and make an outright decision. Um, but that is definitely something that I think could be potentially influencing Dante Moore's decision is just kind of what the quarterback room looks like. But the last thing I wanted to add here. On that Treshawn Holden commitment, just to, here's something to think about. Just some 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 food for thought. Do you think that Treshawn Holden commits to Oregon if he doesn't know who the quarterback's going to be next year? I don't know. 
I don't know. I, I read that on uh, social media the other day on Twitter, and it definitely made me think, you know, if I put myself in Trayshawn Holden's shoes, you know, I'm a pretty high-profile Alabama wide receiver transfer. Do I want to go to a school when I don't know what the quarterback picture is going to look like? Um, so that's definitely an interesting, you know, development to track. Bo Nix is, it looks like he's expected to play in the bowl game. Um, so I think maybe since we haven't had an announcement from Bo Nix, maybe things are trending in a better direction as far as him coming back for another year. But until we see an announcement one way or another, there's still going to be that uncertainty around the quarterback room and uh, Bo Nix's future, whether it be in the NFL or whether it be another season with the Ducks in Eugene in 2023. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break here on the, for those of you listening to us on the audio platforms, don't go anywhere. We got more of your Oregon recruiting hour after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Welcome back to the Ducks Dish podcast. I'm your host, Max Torres. It's Tuesday, December 13th, just after 6 p.m. out here on the West Coast. We got a bunch of folks here in the live stream on YouTube. Appreciate you guys being here and taking some time out of your day to talk some duck football, some duck crouton with me. Um, take a second out of your day and smash that like button for me and subscribe to the channel. And then obviously want to remind you, very important to lock in with me on all social platforms at mTourist Sports is where you can find me on Twitter. And then you can also find me on Facebook. Also at M Taurus Sports, but my Facebook page is just called Max Taurus. So 
We're going to keep talking about Oregon recruiting because it is a very busy time. Oregon hosted some very high-profile recruits on campus this past weekend. Some of those guys were out of the transfer portal. You have former another former Crimson Tide player. You had former Alabama cornerback Kyrie Jackson on campus for a visit. Cornerback is absolutely a huge, huge priority for the Ducks, seeing that Christian Gonzalez, the best defensive back on Oregon's team last year, is headed out to the NFL draft. Uh, you need guys like Dante May and Triquez Bridges to step up, but I feel like you know what you have there. And um, I think that they're solid defensive backs, but they're not at the level where you need them to be playing. If Oregon wants to get back to the, um, you know, back to the playoff and really take this thing up another notch, you need to get uh, some really big time, high profile defensive backs um, on this team. And if you can get some big names out of the transfer portal, then I think that uh, that means that you can get some, uh, you know, you can, elevate your defense and you put yourself in the position to succeed Marcus with a great comment here. And actually something that I wanted to mention um, seeing that Arizona starting cornerback uh, Christian Roland Wallace, uh, he entered the transfer portal today and he's been one of the best defensive backs, I think in the PAC 12 and on Arizona's team for quite a while now. And he's not the only wildcat, um, that Oregon could find themselves going after. Um, I don't believe that Oregon's extended an offer to Christian Roland Wallace just yet, but um, they have extended a scholarship offer to Dorian Singer, the wide receiver transfer from Arizona. So there's a lot of talented pieces on that roster uh, for Jed Fish, uh, even though they didn't play that well this past year. But Oregon and these other schools are looking to capitalize and make some noise in the transfer portal pursuing those guys. Um, so I think that that's, um, you know, that's someone to monitor, Christian Roland Wallace. So appreciate the comment from Marcus. Um, so Kyrie Jackson was on campus over the weekend. Another big visitor. I don't really have anything super new to report here, but another big visitor for Oregon I was able to confirm this one over the weekend. David Hicks, the five-star Texas A&M defensive line commit. David DJ Hicks was on campus for another visit to see Oregon. Uh, he was That was the second visit he's taken to Oregon in the span of a month. He took his official visit to Oregon back in June, but he was on campus for an unofficial visit against Washington. Even though the Ducks lost that game, when I spoke with Hicks, he told me that that was still a good impression. Uh, that Oregon's kind of still in a good spot. Um, but I think there is some belief that he's going to be taking his official visit to uh, Texas A&M this weekend. So it really feels like Oregon versus Texas A&M for David Hicks. We know that Oklahoma was still a school that was looming large before Hicks's initial commitment to Texas A&M. But uh, what a huge development for Oregon to be able to get David Hicks back on campus for another visit. Um, I just feel like the way this thing is going, it looks like it looks like he's probably going to be an early signing guy, but I don't believe that when I last talked to David Hicks, he said he didn't know if he was going to sign during the early signing period. So we have to keep tracking that recruitment. But obviously, anytime you can get one of your top priority targets on campus, that is huge. We know Mateo Uyunglele, uh released the top three of Ohio State, USC, and Oregon last week. And I feel like I'm starting to be more confident in Oregon being able to make some noise with David Hicks rather than Mateo, 
even though Mateo is a West Coast guy, it just feels like there's been so much more mutual interest at this point in his recruitment with Hicks and the Ducks. But that is going to be a very, very tough recruitment. Um, but Oregon's in the thick of it, and they're doing everything they can to win that recruitment. So we talked about Kyrie Jackson being on campus. Um, we talked about some of the new transfer portal additions. Trayshawn Holden and Justin Jacobs were on campus over the weekend in Eugene. But there was another big name that was on campus to start the week, and that is Rhode Island transfer uh, offensive lineman Ajani Cornelius. Uh, he posted some of his visit pictures um, from the weekend right here. So I'm going to go ahead and throw them on the screen. So Ajani Cornelius is, uh, you know, transferring from Rhode Island. I think that, um, you know, is, is a school that kind of makes you scratch your head a little bit. Not a big name school. But when this guy hit the transfer portal, when Cornelius hit the transfer portal, it just felt like almost every school came calling with a scholarship offer. He is the name to know uh, for um, offensive linemen in the transfer portal. Um, the Ducks are also going after Jermaine Byers from UTEP. He recently received a scholarship offer, but look at these schools that are coming to, to offer, you know, a Johnny Cornelius. You got Tennessee, Boston College, uh, Florida, South Carolina, Auburn, there's Oregon, Penn State, uh, Minnesota, Syracuse, Louisville, you know, so many schools were quick to offer a Johnny Cornelius. And I think that offensive line is obviously a very important uh, position for Oregon here in the 2023 recruiting class. The Ducks already have five commits uh, in their 2023 recruiting class. Um, but I think that you want to get a guy or two that can start right away. And that's why Oregon is going to the transfer portal because it doesn't seem like there are, you know, those really big time offensive linemen that they have committed right now in 2023 that could start right away. But, but the Ducks are still recruiting Caden Proctor, the five-star All-American Iowa offensive line commit. We know that, um, we know that Adrian Clem went out to Iowa to, to visit him. He was in campus. He was on campus for, um, for that Washington game as well for an official visit. So, we definitely had to talk about a Johnny Cornelius and see kind of where things are at. He also visited Nebraska for uh, an unofficial for an official visit, excuse me, over the weekend. So he's he's moving quickly in his recruitment in terms of just getting out to uh, getting out to these schools right now. All right, who else do we who else do we have here in my uh, in my notes? Um, yeah, so uh, I think I saw someone else mention in the comments. Cody DeCambra, Oregon Safety Commit, was on campus over the weekend. He also brought one of his high school teammates from Bishop Gorman, Tretch Kekahuna, uh, who is a former Wisconsin wide receiver commit. Um, but Tretch was on campus for a visit. Uh, I'm doing what I can to try to get an interview with him, but I do feel pretty confident about Oregon for Tretch right now, the, where things stand. Um, Oregon's wide receiver class, if, if they were able to get Tretch, uh, also, that would be a very, very big, um, very, very big addition for the Ducks in 2023. They have Jurion Dickey, they have Ashton Cozart, uh, they also have Treshawn Holden, and then they're working on Tretch as well. So um, there are a lot of people, um, you know, in the fold for Oregon in terms of just the wide receiver group, and Tretch would be a very big addition. I think he's kind of more of a gadget guy who can do uh, a lot of. Uh, 
a lot of things uh, for you as a wide receiver. Um, yeah, and then yeah, Shadow Faction is asking about Proctor still being a possibility. I think he is a still is still a possibility, um, but it's going to be one of those recruitments that comes down to the wire, and you wonder how big of a, a factor, um, how big of a factor um, playing for you know his home state is, is maybe going to be. Uh, once he once he you know wants to make that that final decision for uh, where he wants to play his college football, so we are rocking and rolling, still talking Oregon recruiting uh, on this uh, Tuesday evening. Um, I think that there's one the one other guy that I wanted to talk about here on, on this episode of the podcast is um, is. A guy who recently entered the transfer portal uh, from a Big Ten school from um, from Michigan State. Let's talk about Jeremy Bernard. Jeremy Bernard is absolutely a guy that you need to follow um, now that he has entered the transfer portal, right? So here's Jeremy Bernard on the Michigan State website. Why do you need to follow Jeremy Bernard? Jeremy Bernard, I think his, his, his full name is Jeremy but he goes by Jeremy. Um, so Jeremy Bernard played one season at Michigan State. Didn't didn't blow up the stat sheet. Uh, played in 12 games. Uh, had seven catches for 128 yards and two touchdowns as a true freshman for the Michigan State Spartans. But now he's in the portal and he's looking for a new home. And this is a guy that you need to watch because he was formerly committed to Junior Adams at the University of Washington. Uh, as we all know, Junior Adams is now at Oregon but there's definitely a strong relationship there between Jeremy Bernard and junior Adams. You look at how well Oregon's wide receivers played this year. And that's definitely something that I think that uh, I definitely think that's something that could, you know, factor into Oregon's favor when it comes to potentially pursuing Jeremy Bernard. I don't believe that Jeremy Bernard has a scholarship from the ducks just yet as a guy from the transfer portal. Um, but he did have one at a high school under the previous staff. Um, he actually might have been reoffered before he ended up committing to Michigan State in the 2022 class, but I'm not 100% sure. But another reason that this could be good for the Ducks, a good target for Oregon in the transfer portal, is because Jeremy Bernard went to Liberty High School in Henderson, Nevada, which is also home, like I said earlier, to Maliki Matavao. But more recently, Liberty High School is home to Anthony Jones, the 2022 edge rusher signee and now true freshman at Oregon, as well as uh, defensive tackle Sir Mel's out of the Las Vegas area. So, um, you know, from what I've been able to gather, those three are very, very close. Um, so keep an eye on uh, keep an eye on Jeremy Bernard out of the transfer portal as the Ducks look for some more help in the transfer portal. Um, I think another interesting development as we kind of uh, we're not necessarily winding down, but I hit on all my topics. So if you guys have questions and you want to throw them in the chat, I'll see if I can get to some. I'll start making my way through some of these comments. Um, but uh, it looks like uh, I think I saw some updates on social media today that uh, Uncle Phil, Phil Knight, is going to be in campus on campus for uh for an official visit, but Phil Knight's going to be on campus uh, for a visit this weekend. Uh, obviously, that's definitely a big development, seeing that he's kind of the, the the face of Nike, one of the most distinguished alums at the U of O. Um, 
I think that that's definitely really big. Um, I know that uh, Ashton Porter was talking about getting excited to uh, meet Phil Knight uh, on his upcoming visit. And we were talking about David Hicks a little bit earlier this episode, right? We were talking about David Hicks, one of Oregon's top targets in the 2023 recruiting class, even though he's committed to Texas A&M. But another guy that I've been talking about for a while now, you know, covered him pretty extensively over on DucksDigest.com is Ashton Porter. Ashton Porter is big to, to watch because it looks like he's going to be coming back to Eugene this weekend for his official visit. He is a defensive end out of Texas. Um, good friends with Terrence Green, who plays at uh, at Cy Woods, and, and then um, Ashton Porter played at Cy Ranch, I want to say. Ashton Porter was a former Northwestern defensive end commit, um, but he's taken his official visit to Oregon, and I think the feeling is going into this official visit that Oregon is in the driver's seat right now in this recruitment for Ashton Porter. So definitely want to make sure that I'm putting Ashton Porter on your guys' radar because I think Oregon's in an awesome spot there. He's supposed to announce his college commitment on January 3rd, I believe. Other schools that are in the picture there, I think you also have Michigan State and uh, Mississippi State. Um, But let me go ahead and check on his social media because I believe he – I believe he talked about uh, which other schools. So you have Houston, you have Oregon, you have let me see Houston, Oregon, Mississippi State, TCU, and Michigan State. Um, you know, a good development for Oregon on the recruiting trail is that they made it out to uh, Texas to see Ashton Porter, um, which is obviously good, right? You're showing that you uh, you know put in that time and and you know that you're a priority. Um, so here's Porter with Carlos Lachlan, uh, Tosh Lapoy, Matt Powledge, Tony Tuioti, throwing up the O with his family, wearing the Oregon shirt. Uh, there's Carlos Lachlan as well. So Oregon's, you know, they're, they're set to make some noise here. And I think Ashton Porter is a guy that they're really excited about because, um, you know, when he decommitted from Northwestern, I think they were a little surprised that more big time schools hadn't really hopped in the mix here with Porter. Um, but he's a special talent. You know, he has a really, really solid uh, senior tape. Um, I want to say he had like 18 sacks or something like that. Um, had taken an official visit to um, Michigan State, but I think Oregon's come on really, really strong here in this recruitment in their pursuit of Ashton Porter. Um, you know, they they offered him October 24th, and then here you see on his timeline, November 10th, landing in his top five. So things move quickly, and Oregon is certainly, you know, taking the time to add these guys and pursue these guys from Texas and, and from the Lone Star State. I don't think that Ashton Porter is the highest recruited or highest rated guy that you're going to find. He is a four-star recruit, according to the 247 Sports Composite, .9007, number 44 defensive lineman, and number 58 prospect in Texas. 34 reported offers, uh, and he is an Under Armour All-American. So um, I think that he's definitely, he had a big season. You know, Oregon's picking up some predictions for him. Steve Wiltfong, uh, the director of recruiting at 247, predicted him to Oregon just today, actually, as I record this. Um, so I think that, um, you know, definitely kind of just when you see someone like Wilt Fong, who's one of the bigger names in the recruiting community, I think that that definitely makes me feel better about, 
you know, my feeling that, that uh, I like Oregon for Ashton Porter. I recently wrote a commitment, uh, not a commitment story, but a prediction uh, over on Ducks Digest predicting that Solomon Davis, uh, I predicted Solomon Davis to Oregon. So haven't really done a whole lot of stories like that in the past, but um, uh, I really do feel like Oregon's in a good seat, a good spot there. Uh, took his official visit to Oregon. Um, took an official visit to Oregon over the weekend um, and recently decommitted from Arizona. So I definitely like Oregon uh, for Solomon Davis. So let's see what else we have here in the comments and I'll see if I can get to some, uh, some other questions. Um, Marcus says, uh, does Matavau uh, entering the transfer portal mean they still have a shot at Deuce Robinson? Um Honestly, I will say I haven't been able to get a super good beat on uh, or super good, super good feel on the Deuce Robinson commitment. I think I did see that Oregon was still pursuing him not too long ago, but I feel like um, I feel like Georgia and USC are in a really good spot there. Um, you know, seeing that he's from Arizona, it's pretty easy to get out to USC, and you know, Lincoln Riley has done nothing to hurt his standing with top offensive recruits, um, and um, you know. Deuce Robinson was at Pinnacle, and um, Spencer Rattler was at Pinnacle when he committed to to, to Lincoln Riley at Lincoln at Oklahoma. So I think that you know I I don't really know where Oregon's at with Deuce Robinson. I think with Kenyon Sadiq in the fold and Jamari Johnson um, expected back on campus this weekend, I think that Jamari Johnson is probably the more realistic option for Oregon when it comes to tight ends and maybe some some possible late additions in the 2023 recruiting class. All right. What else do we have here? Um, oh yeah, there was a, um, there was a new, thank you, Gerard. There was a, a new commit. I think actually that Oregon just got, um, it might've been a specialist, but let me just see if I can go over here and, um, and see what, uh, Luke Dunn, I think is his name. Okay, here we go. I really don't know anything about this guy, so give me give me a second to to look this guy up. Okay, Why well, I, I I looked at his name. I don't know. That's the, I'm seeing some soccer profile. Um, I don't even know. Well. I'll just share my screen so you can at least see this. Oh, okay. It's an Australian guy. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, Luke Dunn. So new commitment for Oregon in uh, what is presumed to be the, yeah, the 23 recruiting class, Luke Dunn on Twitter. I'm sharing my screen. If you're watching us over on YouTube, Luke Dunn saying, I am honored to announce that I have accepted a full scholarship offer to study and play football at the university of Oregon. Thank you to all involved in making this possible. Um, and then you can see here he tagged uh, Pro Kick Australia, um, which I think is where the Ducks found Tom Snee, who is now in the transfer portal. But you can also tell maybe he's Australian because of the way he spelled honored, honored, uh, H-O-N-O-U-R-E-D. But um, yeah, that's big for Oregon to uh, you know add in the specialist uh, category. Uh, I think that their punting was definitely an area that was uh, not up to snuff this year. Um I definitely need to do some more research on uh, where things are at with Oregon special teams, but I think overall Oregon special teams were the, I think the coverage was better, but I don't think that the punting uh, was, was a, a strong suit for Oregon and, and Joe Lorig this year. 
but definitely good to add a specialist when uh, when you can. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, hmm. Let's see. Um, Question from Andrew. Max, have you heard anything about the possibility of Avante Williams from Miami transferring to Eugene? I know he followed Mario to Miami. Curious if he misses winning. Um, yeah, I think I know who Avante Williams is. I haven't heard anything about uh, him being linked to, to Oregon. Um, I think that you know getting guys from the other side of the country is always tough, uh, but um, maybe that would be an interesting person to uh, to. Uh, pursue for Oregon since we don't know what the safety picture is going to look like. I think you figure to lose Bennett Williams. Uh, we still have to see what's happening with Jamal Hill. He played a lot of football this year. Um, and then Brian Addison has played a lot of football. I don't even know if he has more eligibility, but I think that you need to look at some, uh, some more safeties. Um, the ducks have Tyler Turner, who's going to be signing uh, on Friday, which is his last day of high school uh, out of San Antonio, Brennan high school. And then you have Cody DeCambra, like I mentioned. So, uh, yeah, and I, and I think I saw a comment about, um, you know, uh, Avante Williams having a lot of family out in Florida. So that's obviously a tough hurdle to overcome as well. Um, Richard, where was a question from? Richard, um, no, shoot, where is it? Oh, Richard was asking, any chance we go uh, after Jer Jeremy Bernard? Yeah, I definitely would not be surprised to see that happen. Don't have any intel on that right now, but I think the next step is waiting to see if the Ducks extend a scholarship, and that is one I feel like could move very quickly. William asks, Max, any word on Doorless? No, I don't have any word on Doorless right now. Um, I think that, like I was saying, I'm kind of surprised that we haven't seen more um, we haven't seen more NFL draft declarations uh, so far as things stand. Um, Christian Gonzalez and DJ Johnson are the only two that have, uh, declared for the draft at this time. But, uh, I think that going into the season, the, the widespread belief was that Brandon Dorless, Noah Sewell, um, are, are two guys that, um, were probably going to be heading to the NFL after this year. And I think that Dorless was definitely one of the better pieces of Oregon's defense was probably the most dominant pass rusher, uh, along with DJ Johnson, but, Maybe he could improve uh, one more year. Um, you know, Casey Rogers was another really solid piece for for Oregon uh, this year in the defensive line, and so was Jordan Riley. Um, I think uh, Taki Taimani is a guy who could probably come back and you know elevate things a, a little bit more. Um, so we got to see what happens and just continue to track it. But no, no new update on Doorless. But um, wouldn't be surprised if he ended up going to the NFL. But that's why we got to wait and see. All right. Um, let's see. This is a good question from uh, from see me on the big screen. Let me see NFL draft declaration deadline. Uh, underclass. This is from the Athletic. This is the first Google result. Question from see me on the big screen. For those of you listening to us, when is the last day they can declare for the draft? Uh, and then a quick Google. Uh, search says underclassmen have until January 16th, 2023 to file a declaration papers with the league seeking special eligibility. And the full list of approved early entries is sent to all 35, 32 NFL clubs on January 20th. Um, so it looks like January 16th is the day 
that we're going to be uh, tracking as far as looking for um, looking for uh, NFL draft declaration deadlines. So good question there from see me on the big screen. Uh, NE says DJU to Oregon over UCLA is heating up. Yeah, I uh, we had a story over on Ducks Digest posted earlier today, actually uh, titled, uh, you know, first look at um, first look at possible transfer portal targets for the Ducks. And I, li- I listed uh, our guy, Eric actually wrote it, but uh, listed uh, Jeremy Bernard and DJ Uyunglele. Uh, and I think that DJU to Oregon is not realistic unless Bo Nix declares for the NFL draft. DJ Uyunglele is going to want to go somewhere that he can play, I would presume, right away in 2023. Uh, so I think that, um, you know, DJU is someone to monitor for Oregon, seeing how highly and how heavily they recruited him coming out of high school. But I don't see that one happening unless Bo Nix goes to the NFL draft. So we'll have to see on that one. Um, let's see. What else do we have here? Um, do, do, do. yeah, I think you know we're we're just about um we're just about at an at an hour. So I think I'm gonna go ahead and wind down here. But now, kind of my priority is gonna be trying to get a visitor list, or you know, start to get a good handle on big visitors coming to Eugene this weekend for. Oregon's final big recruiting weekend, final big recruiting push ahead of the early signing period. Talked about Jamari Johnson being a name that is expected uh, on campus. Definitely have to keep tracking to see if Dante Moore ends up coming out to Oregon. Uh, That would be a huge development, um, but that's not confirmed at this time. Uh, But you would expect that Oregon would try to get as many of their commitments back on campus because we all know that QB or not that QB, We all know that peers are the best recruiters when it comes to college football recruiting, but uh, make sure you guys stay tuned in to ducksdigest.com for the latest in Oregon football recruiting as I continue to cover the team over there and bring you guys more interviews. Um, But before I get out of here, like I said, I don't want to say too much, but please follow me on Twitter at mtourissports, hit the like button and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Oregon football, Max Torres. Uh, And then make sure to do me a favor and share the Ducks Dish podcast. I know that you guys know other Duck fans. They probably like recruiting, and I definitely want to fill that need when you guys come to YouTube or you fire up your podcast looking for some Oregon recruiting talk. Uh, So share the Ducks Dish podcast with your friends, with your family, with other Duck fans. I greatly appreciate all the support. And uh, until next time, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Ducks Dish podcast.